Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. You're listening to In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Friday, November 3rd. I'm Erin O'Toole. Diversity isn't exactly classical music's strong suit. The work of white European composers has been center stage for centuries. And today, people of color comprise a small percentage of musicians in American orchestras, although that number appears to be growing. Black violinist and author Brendan Slocum says representation plays a big role in this. I know when I was a kid, had I seen someone who looked like me playing the violin, I mean, I I would probably never put it down, ever. Slocum is a longtime music educator, and when he goes into schools, he says students don't believe he's a violinist. He says he doesn't fit the part for a few reasons. If it's warm out, I usually have on a short sleeve shirt and I've got tattoos and, and you know, I'm going to go ahead and say I got kind of I'm a you know muscular guy. And how does this guy play the violin? Is it then I will play and they're just like, are you serious? You really do this? Yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's for everybody. It's not just for you don't have to live in a certain place or have a certain zip code or have a certain bank account. No, it's for everybody. Slocum's experiences as a young, aspiring black musician navigating the classical music world are central to his book, The Violin Conspiracy, which is the selection for this year's Fort Collins Reads. The citywide event brings residents together to read, discuss and celebrate one noteworthy book. Just ahead of his talk in Fort Collins this Sunday, we invited him onto the show. I want to go back to your childhood, if we could. You have used the words life-saving to describe the role music played in your life as a kid. Could you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, When I was younger, I was not the best student. I didn't live in a great neighborhood. My friends now, I realize, were, you know, not the best people. Um, My older brother and I were running around with the bad crowd, vandalism, you know, stealing things. It it was bad. Um, And then I found the violin. I got hooked up in a public school music program that got me out of class twice a week. So I was totally down for that. And when my friends were doing bad things, I was in a rehearsal or I was on a trip or I was practicing and it kept me out of trouble. It took me to college. It helped me to graduate from high school, um, took me around the world. It literally saved my life. And you've spent most of your career as a performer and as a music educator. Then you wrote your first novel, The Violin Conspiracy, which was published in 2022. I'm so curious, what drew you to writing? Yeah, um, it's definitely a different creative outlet, which is what I needed during the summer of 2020. Uh, as you know, many people recall, it was a rough summer with with uh, the pandemic, and and we saw the events that took place with with George Floyd. Um, it just felt like the right time for a story like this to you know just kind of be put out there and. As a performing, working musician, you know, nothing was going on for me. Everything stopped and I had nothing to practice for. So I really needed a creative outlet. And I wrote the first chapter of The Violin Conspiracy and it was all history from there. Hmm. 
Well, the violin conspiracy feels to me in some ways like a story about finding where you belong. Ray doesn't really really fit in with his immediate family. I mean, his mother just doesn't understand or could not care less about his musical aspirations. She wants him to get a steady job. Only his grandmother really understands him. And on top of that, despite his incredible talent, Ray keeps encountering situations where he doesn't belong in this world of classical music because of his race. Um, And he has to persist through microaggressions and I would say macroaggressions, very overt acts of racism. So maybe it's not so much about finding where you belong, but, but fighting for where you belong. I'm wondering if that speaks to your own experience navigating this world of classical music. 100%. In Ray's journey in the violin conspiracy, I will not, you know, say that it it was easy. It's definitely not an easy journey for him to undertake. But, um, you know, he starts off very, very naive, which I did. You know, I just who would think that? And why would this be an issue? You know, I, I, I go to the same schools as my colleagues have the same teachers, you know, play the same pieces of music. Why wouldn't I be on equal footing? But it's a constant having to prove yourself. I've walked into places to conduct and rather than being greeted as hello maestro, it is the garbage is over there. You can take it out. Um, Okay, well, that's lovely. But you know, I'm actually here to to direct you. And I I always have to prove it. It's one of those things where it's sad, but you get used to it. Um, And I like to say I, I refuse to be a victim, I will take these hits. So the next person who looks like me who wants to play, you know, doesn't have to, they can just sit down and play with with, you know, the same expectations as everyone else. But it's definitely real. It's It's a real challenge. And we know the percentage of Black musicians in American orchestras is roughly, what, 2%. I'm wondering what you think needs to happen to change that, to make classical music a more diverse and welcoming space. Personally, I think it all begins with uh, exposure, exposure and accessibility. Um, in, In schools, you know, we should have, there should be music playing all the time. Monday during class change, classical music Monday, bluegrass Tuesday, hip hop Wednesday, hard rock Thursday, jazz Friday, you know, so the kids can get exposed to it. It's not like, oh, well, you're black. You can't listen to classical music. You should be listening to this type of music. It's for everyone and everyone can get something out of it. And I really, truly believe that it starts with exposure as young as possible. People don't realize the power of of music. People have just no idea how incredible that the power of music is. It's the only thing that you can go across the world, not speak the language and have an instant connection with someone. And that should never be denied to anyone. Right. Well, I want to shift to your latest book, Symphony of Secrets. It's about a music historian who learns that the world's greatest composer may have stolen works from a Black woman with a mental disability. In a broader sense, it speaks to this long history of exploitation that Black artists have faced in America. And I wonder if parts of that history helped inspire this book. You know, this book, it took on a life of its own after I began to write it. Uh, Frederick Delaney was the first character that I came up with, and it was just going to be about, you know, a mediocre musician who does whatever he can to become successful. And Josephine Reed, who who is the, the black woman who's living with autism, um, she just kind of took over the story. And, uh, you know, I just I follow the story wherever the characters take me and um, her her plight and her situation 
it's so common and so indicative of what happens in the music industry and what has been happening you know with artists throughout history you know not only you know black artists but but women and other minorities and you know people can't get their works published or they will never get credit for their work because of their skin color or their sex this story takes place a uh, hundred years ago but it's still happening today and people should fight for their work you're worthy of fighting getting credit for what it is that you for the work that you put in and you know, it's it's one of those stories that I, I hope people will read and say, you know, I can do that too. I can actually stand up for myself. Mm, indeed. Well, Brendan Slocum, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. Brendan Slocum's The Violin Conspiracy is the book selection for this year's Fort Collins Reads. His second book, Symphony of Secrets, is also out now. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back with you on Tuesday with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. Have a great weekend.